What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Year of Plenty podcast. So today's episode is all about hunting and harvesting asparagus in the wild. Now, if you're like me, you know, then you could eat asparagus all day long. Honestly, I freaking love this vegetable. So, you know, you can probably guess that I get pretty excited once the asparagus season rolls around. Now, before I get more into the foraging, though, I got to say, you know, just as a disclaimer, uh, any wild plant or wild mushroom or anything you're finding in the wild, you really got to know what you're doing and you got to make sure that you're collecting the right plants. You know, there's definitely poisonous plants out there and, you know, plants that can har harm you or even, you know, mushrooms that can harm you. So just make sure you're getting the right thing before you eat it. And, you know, it's it's always at your own risk. But anyways, before we get into the real foraging stuff, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how long humans have actually been eating asparagus. Well, you know, I recently learned that Asparagus was already cultivated during uh, Roman times, which, you know, is pretty far back. So that was one of the staples in their diet. But, you know, not just that. It's it's also native to coastal regions of Europe and Asia. So the people there have been eating it for quite a while. And what some of you might not know is that asparagus grows in the wild here in the U.S. As far as I know, it's pretty much in every state. Now, I say that it's wild, but... Interestingly, the uh, plant that we, you know, actually go harvest in the wild is pretty much the same variety as what you find in stores or at the uh, farmer's market and whatnot. So, you know, technically speaking, it's not a wild plant or it's not the wild asparagus. Uh, it's more like feral. And by that, I mean that it actually escaped like cultivation from farmers. And this happened, you know, when the European settlers brought it to the U.S. in the 1700s, so quite a while ago. But, you know, since it can thrive in the wild and, uh, you know, it also grows on public land, it makes it a great plant for anyone who's trying to get into foraging or, you know, is just really looking for another plant that they could go harvest out there. So I did say it grows in every state, but, you know, just because it grows in every state doesn't mean you're going to find it in every county and all over the place. So my recommendation is just to go online, do some research. Maybe there's some maps for your area or, you know, often what they'll have are like foraging forums from people in your area that like to share their locations or maybe even take you out foraging. You know, that's always a great option. Otherwise, you know, you can just keep your eyes out on your hikes or when you're driving. That's what I've been doing here in Wisconsin. And, you know, once you see one of these asparagus plants and what they actually look like, you're going to notice them all the time. I do have a resource for you guys. I found a map by the USDA that shows pretty much all the states with all the locations. Now, when you open up the map, it's just going to be, you know, showing that the plants grow in every state and it might look a little confusing, but all you have to do is really zoom in and it'll show you the exact spots within the, uh, you know, different states and whatnot. So it's a really good uh, map to look at. I haven't used it yet just because I know where my spots are by now, but uh, you know, I'm sure it works. And I saw a lot of other bloggers and whatnot talk about it online. So that map will be in the show notes. Just look for the link. All right. So when it comes to hunting or, you know, foraging for the asparagus, the first thing you should really do is familiarize yourself with what the plant actually looks like. Now, you know, you might already know what asparagus looks like in its early growth stage, which would be the spear like the spear that you buy in a grocery store. But, you know, these spears are usually super hard to spot in the wild, mostly because, you know, they'll be hidden by other plants early in the season or even later in the season. 
I mean, you might get lucky and, you know, find a cluster of spears while you're out there hiking and whatnot, but it's very unlikely unless you already have a go-to spot. So what should you do instead? Well, to find an asparagus spot, it really makes more sense to, you know, scout for the adult plants because they look different. So like I said, you know, the asparagus doesn't stay in its spear form forever. And if the plant doesn't get harvested when it's in a spear form, it's just going to keep growing way taller. Like it's going to grow really big and it's going to branch out. I mean, I've seen plants that were as tall as me, you know, I'm about 6'2", so they can get really big. And the branches will actually look like ferns, almost like a supersized fennel or like a dill plant. Now, if you've never seen a picture of this mature asparagus plant, that's what you need to look up. You know, definitely go online and check out some pictures. And it's it's something you should really do with any plant or mushroom or whatever you're foraging for. I just always look at a bunch of pictures and, you know, it's always a good idea to look at the plant at different stages and really familiarize yourself with it. And, you know, the, the reason you should look for these mature plants is actually not because you want to eat them. You want to eat the spears. But, you know, instead you can, you can use these mature plants to find spots for the following season. So asparagus is a perennial, right? This means that it grows back every year. And also its growth, you know, above ground will die back every fall. Now, the fact that the plant above or the growth above ground dies back every year is actually great news for us foragers. Why? Well, because come fall, you will be able to spot the dried out dead plants super easily. And that's what I encourage you to look for this year. The dead plants kind of turn like a, like a canary yellow. And, you know, usually when you look for them in the fall or in the late summer, some of the other foliage around them might have already died back and then they just really pop and it makes it makes them really super easy to see. So, you know, once fall comes around, that's when you're going to want to go out there and scout for these dead plants. And once you, you know, find a spot that has a bunch of dead plants, you want to mark it. Either make a mental note or, you know, mark it on your phone because that's where you want to be coming back to next season. Because... Like I said, it's a perennial, so it's going to keep growing there. But, you know, also as the season progresses, you'll find the plant in its mature fern-like stage when it's still alive. So if you're out there and you see one of these fresh mature plants, definitely, you know, go up to it. Check around the base because there's often a ton of tiny spears that'll be popping up around it. And they can even, you know, grow in like several feet around the base of one of these big plants. So, you know, let's recap quick. Either you look for these dead plants in the fall and mark your spots that way, or during the season and, you know, during the summer, early summer and late summer, you just find these mature, alive plants and mark a spot pretty much. Or, you know, when you see those plants, definitely go out there and, you know, check around the base and you might find even some spears. So you don't just have to look for the dead ones. I mean, that's the best and it's the easiest just because they're really going to pop because they're going to turn into this yellow color, like I said. But, you know, once you really know what asparagus looks like, you're going to be seeing it all the time. Trust me. And then also, you know, all throughout summer, the adult plant will eventually sport some small berries. Uh, these will also, you know, make it super easy for us foragers to find an asparagus plant. But, you know, don't eat those berries because they're said to be toxic. Actually, I wouldn't even pick any asparagus that isn't a spear anymore. I've read that as soon as they start to branch a little bit and, you know, and form these berries, then, you know, it's not safe to eat anymore. But that's definitely something you should look deeper into because, you know, it's everyone's own decision on what they want to eat and what not. 
So now that we kind of talked about what the best way is to find a spot, let's talk a little bit about, you know, where and uh, when you should be looking for asparagus out there. So asparagus likes a ton of sun. You probably won't find it in the woods, maybe, but, you know, it's very unlikely. But, you know, you are more likely to find it on the side of country roads, in ditches, or on the edges of farm fields. But honestly, you know, I see a ton around hiking trails, especially the ones that go through prairies or, like, go along the edge of the woods and whatnot. Those are usually also good spots for wild asparagus. Now, as far as, you know, when to go looking for it, the season really differs depending on where you live in the U.S., here in Wisconsin, I usually start looking for asparagus toward the middle or the end of the morel season. So, you know, that's like late May, beginning of June, somewhere around that time period. Others say, you know, once the lilac, which is a plant, uh, starts to bloom, that's when the asparagus really starts to grow as well. Or like I said, you know, find those spots in the fall and then once May comes around, just keep your eyes open and, and check them out. And then you'll you'll kind of get a feel for when they start to pop because it's going to depend on the weather like this year we had a pretty late season i would say because it's been so cold and it's been you know raining the whole time and we just didn't really get that sun until recently but when you see them growing you know you want to get out there because the season really isn't super long like the prime season so you know during that time you really want to be getting out there as much as you can if that is something you want to do of course now, some of you might be wondering what the best way to harvest asparagus is. Now, most people say the best way to harvest asparagus is to cut it as close to the ground as possible. Also, it's a fact that, you know, that plants that are kept cut are going to keep growing. So the more you cut these plants, they're going to keep pushing up spears, right? Now, what you don't want to do is like harvest all the spears right away. You definitely want to let some mature because otherwise... You know, you're not going to get more growth next year. So you got to think a little bit about sustainability here as well. Only take what you need. And, you know, like I said, they're going to keep growing. So if you're a little patient, you know, you're going to have asparagus during the whole season. Unless someone else comes and finds it before you, of course. Which, you know, is always a bummer. But, hey, that's part of the part of the fun. Now, I also have a couple clips, you know, from this season when my friend Michael and I went out there to find some asparagus. So I, th I figured I could just, you know, play those to you guys and you can see us, you know, live in the field or listen to us live in the field as we're finding these asparagus. So let's let's listen to some of those real quick. So we've been walking for like 10 minutes now, 15 maybe, and just really along the side of the roads and the ditches. That's where the asparagus really like to grow. And, uh, yeah, there's a good amount of plants, but they're all really young, so they're not thick at all. They're going to be like a quarter inch around the stalk, you know. But we're just going to keep looking. Hopefully we can find some more. Also, the younger plants are... Not necessarily the younger ones, but at this point in the season, uh, a lot of the plants have already, you know, branched off. So we try not to pick those right now. We're just trying to really pick the ones that look like uh, asparagus in the supermarket. You know, just the ones that are rising up right now from the ground that are like a new growth. 
And you also want to not pick everything, just like any other type of foraging. You always want to keep, you know, some plant there. Same with for mushrooms. It's just more sustainable. It'll give that plant a chance to, you know, come back the next year. That's what we want. And then also there's a lot of uh, poison ivy often in the ditches. I think we've definitely come across a couple patches. So definitely watch out for those if you're trying to hunt for some asparagus next season. So we just found our biggest one a little bit ago. Yeah, might have found another patch, but they're a little too hard and a little too thin. The big one we found was like an inch around. So that's really cool. We haven't found many of those yet. But this season might be kind of late right now. It's been cold and warm and like cold and warm. The weather's just been really weird up here where we're on Wisconsin. So we think that's why we're still finding a good amount here. But also, you know, there are a lot of factors that play into it. So that might just be one of them. Hopefully we can get some more and get a nice meal for tonight. Ooh, here's some more, Michael. Think those are too small? Maybe. Yeah. No, they're pretty soft, so they're so, so good. Oh yeah, that one's good. We're waiting for the rain to happen right now. It's supposed to storm all day. So we're, hopefully we can avoid it most of it or get most of the asparagus before it starts to downpour on us Ooh, oh we checked this spot already right all right so we're in our state forest right now that's like 15 minutes away from our house and uh been walking in this trail next to a marsh we found some decent asparagus this one's a really nice one you got one too look at this i think that's pretty good all right, so those were just some recordings from the field. But I also want to talk about, you know, how to prepare the asparagus and what to do with it after you harvest it. Now, you know, you can just eat them fresh. Uh, obviously, you want to cook them. Um, or, you know, you can just store them in the fridge for a couple of days. I usually put them in, like, a brown paper bag. Or, you know, you just can put a rubber band around the spears, kind of how you find it at the supermarket. But when it comes to cooking it, you know, there's so many ways to make asparagus, and you can be super creative. But what I like to do is, you know, keep things simple. So I usually just fry them up in a large pan. You know, I also love making it in the oven. The cool thing about the oven is that it makes the cooking process super easy. And, you know, it just kind of takes the hassle out of it because you don't have to be standing at the stove the whole time. So if I do make the asparagus in the oven, I usually grab one of those Pyrex dishes. Then, you know, if there are any woody ends, I just cut those off. Then I'll stack the asparagus in the dish. Add the herbs, the garlic, the salt and pepper. I'll drizzle it with a little olive oil. And while I do all this, I'll just let the oven preheat to 425 degrees Fahrenheit. And then, you know, once it's hot enough, I'll just put the asparagus in there. And then I let it bake for usually around 15 to 20 minutes. And this is really going to depend on how you like your asparagus cooked. Some like it a little overcooked. I usually like a little bite to it. So, you know, just be creative here. Oh, and if you do have woody ends and you cut them off, you don't have to throw them away, you know. You can freeze them and then, you know, once you have enough of them, you can just make some vegetable broth out of it. 
I've done that before, and you know, it's a great way to reuse those woody ends. You know, a lot of people just throw them out, but you don't have to. You can reuse them. So now, besides making the asparagus in the frying pan or in the oven, you could also blanch it for a little bit, which means you're just gonna put it in boiling water for like three minutes or so. Or you know, another great thing to do with asparagus is to make a cream soup out of it. That's always super tasty. I haven't really made it myself, but you know, I've eaten it many times, and I'm sure there are plenty of recipes online for that. And you know, it's really, from what I know, it's really easy to make. It's not a big hassle. So that's all I have for this episode. Obviously, this isn't a super in-depth guide. Uh, the episode was more intended to motivate you guys to go out there and start looking for your own asparagus spots now in the fall, because this way, you know, once the summer rolls around next year and the new asparagus season starts, you're already going to know where your spots are, and you're going to, you know, be able to go out there and won't have a hard time finding your, like, fresh spears. And, you know, people really collect pounds of asparagus sometimes. It's pretty crazy. So definitely try that out if that's something that interests you. And, you know, I'm already ready for next season, but we got to wait a little bit here. That's all I have for you guys today. Please, please, please share this episode with your family and friends. Share it in social media. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can either find an awesome subscribe page on my website, which is www.theyearofplenty.com, or if you go to my Instagram or Twitter, my Instagram is at poldywheeland, and the Twitter handle is theyearofplenty. Uh, in the bio, you'll find a link that takes you to all the subscribe links for all the platforms. So it's super easy. You can also, you know, just grab your friend's phone, your mom's phone, or your grandpa's phone, and just, you know, hit the subscribe button for them. Finally, if you like this episode and you could learn something from it, please leave a five-star review in your podcast app. This is just going to let new listeners find a podcast and also allow the podcast to get ranked. And this way, more foodies like you and me can join us in exploring all these foods and food processes. Also, I just want to say thank you to anyone who takes time out of their day to listen to these episodes. And I've been getting great feedback from you guys. So please keep that up. That's really going to allow me to, you know, make the show better and make sure that I'm giving you guys some value. Thank you for listening. See you soon.